0: And I want to take a look at, you know, because what happens with us is, I meant it, it made it, you know, we know some things, but it's just at times we just don't do it. We just don't do it. And then how many times do you go back over the situation in your mind and you're like, ah, I should have, I would have, but I did, I forgot. Anybody else? I forgot. But that's not what we want to do. Amen. We want to be able to understand who we are in Christ, identify ourselves with who we are in Christ, rather than identify ourselves in our weaknesses, identify ourselves in our failures, identify ourselves in what the world wants to tell us who we are. And maybe even, you know, you grew up in a situation that your parents told you this is who you are. But the truth is, God's word stands forever. The Bible declares it's forever settled in heaven. What that means is that it's a done deal. That means God's word is without debate. If God says you're somebody that you think is different from the way you are, well then what do we have to do? Yes, we have to believe it. We have to start to renew our mind to what, Bible, what the Bible says because the, the word of God is God speaking to you. It's not some pie in the sky thing that you and I are going to get when we die. These are realities for you and I to live out right now. And this is what separates light and darkness. Come on, there's no connection between light and darkness. And what happens is that we get muddled, don't we? We, we, we get to a place where we're just we allow our emotions To kind of drag us down. We allow our emotions. And we wait until those emotions are done. And then we say, okay, now I feel better. Now suppose if we start to uh, do what is called spiritual warfare. Right then and there. Instead of waiting till you have a feeling. Because we've all done it. I've done it. It's, you know, you, you blow it and it takes a while before you feel like you, you know, you're forgiven. Okay. We know we're forgiven when we ask God to forgive us. The Bible declares he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He cleanses our sin. It's it's like it didn't exist before. The key is, is that we wait for a feeling, even though we know that true and we cannot trust our feelings. How many woke up this morning just feeling so good? There's a there's I did anyhow. It's my birthday. But I had to wait till Mamie woke up to beg for a piece of chocolate cake. Yeah, I did have a piece of chocolate cake, hallelujah. But it was a sliver. I'm not even allowed to cut my own pieces. <laughs> well, it is true. <laughs> I'm not I am not allowed to hey, you want to dish out ice cream? I'm not allowed to dish out ice cream. <laughs> I always threaten her. I said, "I'll dish it out." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but what we have to do Instead of allowing our feelings to rule our life, because that's what's happening, folks. Those feelings are governing your life. That's insane, isn't it? To allow your feelings to govern your life. When all the while, it is Christ who set us free. If you're born again, you live in that freedom. Do you know that every single one of you are walking in freedom right now? Amen. Amen. But what happens, what gets in our way? Our thinking gets in the way. Absolutely. Our thinking gets in the way. Chris said it. All the promises of God are yes and amen. That means for you. It doesn't, you know, don't don't wimp out and say, well, that you know, they get it, but. I guess I don't. See, this is where we have to apply our spiritual warfare right at that moment when we're thinking opposite of the Word of God. Or if our feelings start to dictate our life, we have to apply the Word of God right then and there. You know, we all have a problem with the fruit of the Spirit at times, don't we? Yeah, Love, joy, peace, patience. Well, let's take a look at that. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Whoa. Galatians chapter 5. And even though I have been walking with God for quite some time, some of these things slip. Can I hear an amen? And we don't want them to slip. We really don't. We want to walk as he walked. Amen? Yes. Okay, I'm starting to get nervous there. <laughs> I'm starting to get a little nervous. Wait a minute. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> Galatians. We're in chapter 5, and what I want to take a look is verse 22 and 23. Let me take a look at this Amplified here too, because the Amplified's really good. One more page. But the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes. I like that. If you're born again, the Holy Spirit... Dwells in you. We looked at a scripture last week that said. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit never leaves you. Never forsakes you. He's never going to run out on you. He is always there. Waiting for us to yield to him. Always. But what happens is that we. Kind of wake up to the things he wants to do. A little too late. And the spiritual warfare that I'm talking about is identifying yourself with who God says you are. Your new creation. We looked at that last week. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's a powerful scripture. That's miraculous in its working. And Jesus did it all for us. We didn't do anything. Your good works are not enough to please God. Here's the key. But when you're born again, those good works just come out of who you are in Christ. You don't do it to gain God's approval. You do it because it's your new nature. It's just who you are. You do these things it's because it's who you are. But what happens is that we actually forget about it and then come back to it and say, I should have. I wish I wouldn't have. And sometimes we have to go to the person and ask them, oh, forgive me. Please forgive me. I, I made a mistake. I blew it. I said what I shouldn't have said. Uh, and where does it all come back to? The way we think. And the spiritual warfare that I'm talking about is that we need to be able to make that connection right then and there when we're tempted to do this. We unconsciously do it because it's just the way we were brought up. The whole world does it this way. But we're not of this world. That's good news. Our citizenship is in heaven. And what happens is heaven thinks this way (laughs) and we don't want to be kind of like blown away completely by heaven we want to have some of the things down here so that yes practice now let's do it now so what we have to do is maintain the fellowship of the holy spirit constantly so that we don't let things slip or we don't have to come back and ask for forgiveness and this is who you are if you're born again, this is who you are, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The work which his presence within accomplishes is love. And we got to find out what kind of love that is because the world wants to tell you what love is. And their, their description of love is, it's not love. It's not love. So we need to know God's description of love. Amen? Because this is, we're going into a, a community of pure love, and so what we need to know is we have to be familiar with that. So when we have the opportunity to love and we don't, then we're walking outside of who you really are. You have, uh, you have become. Could I even say it so that we really take it seriously? We become an enemy of the Lord. Yes, ouch is right. I think if we get this kind of straightforward thinking in our hearts, I think we'd do better. I think we really would do better. I think we need to say, this is sin. Instead of making an excuse. If we call it sin, well, we're going to be repulsed by that and we're not going to continue in it. Because we're born of his spirit. It says this. Love, joy, peace, patience. And the Amplified says an even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint. Against such things there's no law. Now this is how we are to react in our daily life. Not just mo- just every once in a while, but this is how we have to do it. And if you could get a picture of this, we have to understand that spiritual warfare is subtle. Okay? The devil's not showing up on your front door in a devil suit and say, Hey, I'm here to mess your life up. <laughs> he's quiet. He's sneaky. He's pretty smart. He's pretty smart. So he'll drop a whisper or a little thought into you, and then here we go. We're going to start reacting in a way that is not according to the fruit of the Spirit. Once you realize that this is the core of who you are, this fruit of the Spirit, once you realize this is who you are, that fruit of the Spirit is here, so that when something outside, okay, it could be a circumstance of life, and there's plenty of them to mess us up. <laughs> I said there's plenty of us to mess us up. <laughs> some of it is to not our own doing, but some of it is our doing. Uh, but yet our, our reactions to these things have to be from our core. Do you understand what I mean by core? The center of you, the heart of you. Like the heart of a tree, people talk about the heart of a tree. The, the Who you are in Christ is the fruit of the Spirit. And if we are practicing this, I mean, there was a book we read to our children, The Bernstein Bears. Anybody know those books? Yeah. And the Bernstein Bear book was about kindness. And then they were going to try to trick mom and dad. And they're going to be so kind that it's going to make mom and dad so sick of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, please. Oh, thank you, Norm. (laughs) (laughs) But yet, this is what we have to be able to do. We have to be able to. and, And who empowers us to do this? The Holy Spirit is available to you anytime, all the time. And so we have to react this way right out of the gate. Husbands and wives, perfect place to practice it. (laughs) Man got quiet in here. (laughs) But this is spiritual warfare. Something simple like this, we don't think it's spiritual warfare, but it truly is. And if we start to work at that by reminding ourselves that this is who I am, this is how I should react, I shouldn't use harsh words because I'm gentle and kind, okay? I shouldn't demand my own way because the Bible says that we're to consider others more worthy than ourselves. You see how this is working? It's impossible without the help of the Holy Spirit. Because we turn into the world. But yet, if we are willing and ready to be at war. I mean, this, is, this can be a vicious war. But yet, then other times it can be something very sweet. Out of your core, you start responding to the circumstances of life. Out of your core. It's almost something that the Holy Spirit has really helped me. I'm a visual person with him, and he shows me things that are <laughs> how I say unique sometimes. <laughs> but if you just peel all the flesh away... And there's that light that's shining out of you, and it comes to the place that you have the opportunity to make the choice, because it's your choice, not anybody else's. Not in, not no, not matter if she says I can only have a sliver of pot cake. <laughs> when well, I want a real piece of cake, man-sized cake. <laughs> you half the cake in one sitting, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but yet, but the point is, is that even in those, those situations, what we've got to remind ourselves and what we have to train ourselves is to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Because this is really who you are. It's who you are. And if you tell yourself this is who you are, This is my new identity in Christ. Then you're going to start making progress. And you've got to ask the Holy Spirit, where can I improve on this? He will show you. (laughs) He will show you. And hopefully he shows you right away. And sometimes we get so bullheaded. Sometimes we're just completely in the mind of the flesh and we stew for three days. I'm not talking to her. Hmm, I'll give her the silent treatment. That'll show her. <laughs> All the while, God is saying, Hmm. listen, son. <laughs> and what he wants us to do is react out of our spirit. Totally. Because our life will change. Our life will change. Remember how Jesus says, let your light so shine that men will see your good works and they'll glorify the Father? Well, this is where we start on these small little things. It's not like we're going to try to feed the whole city. Well, let's start right here where we are in the community that we have. Whoever you might bump (laughs) elbows up against, you have to put on the fruit of the Spirit and allow it to be expressed. Anybody ever stand in line? <laughs> yeah, probably a third of your life you're standing in line. <laughs> but you might be shopping. Okay? You might be shopping. You might be just going in to get a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> wipe your face (laughs) but you know you're standing in line there's a time when I went into this little convenience store and there was I'm not kidding you this person that came in because that person didn't want to punch the numbers in themselves they wanted somebody else out there to do it and they came in, and honestly, their face looked like they could have killed that girl. And we, you know what? That's happening all over the world. It, it's happening all over the world. drive through at a McDonald's. Somebody gets shot because I got the wrong order. I didn't get enough ketchup. Folks, this is the time we're living in. And do you see how what a huge difference it makes if you're living out of your spirit? You're born again spirit. They'll be thinking that you're weak. But you're meek. What did I say about Moses? He was the meekest man on the earth at the time until Jesus walked the earth. But what did he do? (laughs) And amazing miracles that guy did. Moses was not weak. So what we have to do is let our light shine. We have to know who we are in Christ. And we have to yield to that truth. And when we yield to that truth, life, more of life, more of the life of God manifests in your life. And you walk around and you become a blessing. You become a blessing. See, the Bible, decla- let's go there. It's, it's in uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians, you're right there in Galatians. Listen, the next book over is is Ephesians. You know, there's so much in this Bible that we ignore. But this is our life. The Bible declares that you're a new creation in Christ. That new creation lives out of your spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is how we live. And this is pretty amazing because it tells us what Jesus did for us. And let's, let's look just chapter 2 right there. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Dead. In which you formally, that's a great word to underline, formally, past tense. We used to be this way, but now we're not. We're not in the books of heaven. You've been completely justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. It says you formally walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now working in the sons of disobedience, among them, we too all, again, formally lived in the lust of our flesh. Now the lust of the flesh doesn't mean that it's a sexual thing. The lust in the flesh is just becoming angry just because you don't get your way. That's the lust of the flesh. When you demand your own way, When somebody else should be getting their way. When you demand that you're right, even though you're wrong. These are the lusts of the flesh. Let's just don't put it in one category and think, I'm not like that. No, we have to take a look at every little thing. The lusts of the flesh. See, that's part of the problem with Christianity. They think, well, I'm not a bank robber, so I'm doing pretty good. I'm a good person. And I've said this over and over. There's more good people in hell than really evil people. Because good people think that they deserve heaven. Our goodness is nothing. It cannot compare to the perfectness of God. I would rather take the perfectness of God for my account than my what I think is perfect or my goodness. No brainer guys, it's a no brainer. So we've got to understand what the indulging in the flesh is. You know when you cut somebody down or you, you just immediately walk, or if you're driving down Main Street and all of a sudden you're looking at the people there and you start to judge these people, you start to judge these people well, if they can, or if they couldn't, if they would be more like me, of course. <laughs> well, that's indulging in the flesh. Guys, that's indulging in the flesh. That's sin. It's just sin. But we're not like that anymore because we've underlined two times it said formally. <laughs> Wish it was that easy. <laughs> Can I hear an amen? <laughs> it says, indulging in the flesh and of the mind, and we're by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us. Again, we have to understand God's love. He loved you when you were at your very worst. He loved you when you were cursing him. He he loves the world. And He sent the Holy Spirit to help people understand this love. And this is a great thing for all of us to do: is to ask God, "Teach me Your love. Show me about Your love." And you you want to do it because you might just have a uh, little fleshly part of you says, "Because you know, love never fails, <laughs> and I don't want to fail." <laughs> <laughs> Might have bad motives, but if you start learning about the love of God. Because what was the first thing in the fruit of the Spirit? Love. 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 All of this, what we're doing right now, this is spiritual warfare. What we're doing right now is renewing our mind to the Word of God. We're taking on the mind of Christ. And you have to want that. You really have to want that. You have to desire that. Spiritual things aren't just going to fall on us just because we are born again. We went to church. They're just not going to happen that way. It's a struggle. It's a war. Because the devil will trick you. But yet, if we know the truth, the truth will Set set us free. That's what we want. We want to walk in the freedom that god is delivered to all people who are going and are willing to accept it so we have to understand what the what the desires of the flesh is it's it's not some hideous sin it's little things it's the little thought it's the little foxes that spoil the vine and so your whole day can be ruined by something you do or you could ruin somebody else's day by what you do. Which is even worse. And this is what I'm saying. is that This is spiritual warfare that we're involved in. And we're learning about spiritual warfare. And if we start to call these things sin, it's going to be to a place where, man, that's ugly. And when you really say that is ugly, you're going to change quicker. You're not going to repeat it. Because you don't want to repeat it. And then when somebody jams you, what does it say? Gentleness. Kindness. You know, there's a scripture that says when Jesus was reviled, he reviled not. Wasn't he our example? Man, that'd shut Facebook down, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Formally. And you once walked in that. You once walked in that. Because now the core of your being is... Jesus, He's, he and, and by doing these things, we're becoming conformed into his image. And that's the whole work of the Holy Spirit, is so that we are conformed to the image of the very Son of God. And let's don't get that confused with, I'm going to walk on water, or I'm going to make a, you know, I'm going to feed 5,000 with, you know... <sighs> Communion wafers. <laughs> <laughs> or a very small piece of cake. Thank you, Mark. I love you, man. <laughs> well, see, you know, I have a hard time sharing. <laughs> especially food. Well, really, only food. <laughs> and especially chocolate cake. But you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. We're being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And it takes our willingness to do it. Once again, it's not just going to fall on you. You have to be aware of these things. It says when you know the truth. You can't believe beyond what you know. That's why... We stop putting all of the scriptures up on the PowerPoint because time is short, and I want every single one of you to know what's in this book. I mean, not just me, Pastor Mamie, Pastor Ben, the core team of this church wants you to know what's in the book, and we want you to be able to find it because you're going to minister to people, and they're going to say, well, where is that in the Bible? Because... They want to know, and when they read it themselves, what's going to happen? God's going to imprint that on their heart. Amen. So we're talking about spiritual warfare, and we formerly walked and indulged in the lusts of the flesh. We get a better idea what the lust of the flesh is? It's not a sexual thing. It's not just murder. It's not all that stuff. It's just It could be a bad attitude, especially when you get a little sliver of chocolate cake. (laughs) 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 I'll stand a little closer. (laughs) 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 And it's my birthday, John. <laughs> this is a birthday party. <laughs> it is my birthday. <laughs> I can, ah! He can cry if I want to. That's so good. Oh, man. Well, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) But it says, God being rich in mercy. Are you you still there chapter 2, verse 4? But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ. Circle that word with. It's really an important word. With Christ. With him. With him. It's amazing. With him. He made us alive with him. By grace, you've been saved. And he, what? Raised us up together together with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I have these words circled in my, with, 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 formally, formally, formally. See, we've got to understand this. Because once we've settled this in our heart, then the fruit of the Spirit starts to manifest through us. And the spiritual warfare that has tripped us up now becomes a vapor and is gone. But it takes repetition. It takes asking the Holy Spirit to help us. That's why we pray. I love what Denise prayed for us. What was it? Last Sunday. That every single one of us would have a personal manifestation of Jesus Christ. And this is one right now. We're being conformed to his image. And I don't want us to resist it. Because if we resist it, like in the Old Testament, He's going to take us around the mountain again to learn the lesson. God's so good that He's not going to let you advance until you learn that lesson. And the reason is, is because it's a building block to be able to build taller and stronger. So these things are... You can understand them about building, growing. But if we neglect it, we want to move off of that, and we want to just go and jump and skip that. You're not going to. You won't go. You won't, it just won't happen. As much as we want to, well, that's because it just rubs me the wrong way. I'm not going to do that, so I'm going to. Well, everything will start to turn flat. God is such a good teacher. And he says, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. All along, he wants you to walk in liberty. And all along, he wants you to walk in freedom. All along, he wants you to be like him. It says he's raised us up and made us sit together with Christ. It says that we're alive together with Christ. And that means the fullness of it, his character, his ability, the wisdom and understanding that he has, he wants to give to us. Hold your finger here, because we'll get back to it. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 30. That That means you're going toward the front of the Bible. Chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 30. It's, it's good to mark your Bible. It's good to underline things. It really is. It, and it's important that you go back to it and don't just like flip through. and It's good that you meditate on these things. Because when you meditate on these things, it goes deeper. It goes deeper. And yes, ponder. Selah. That's, that's the name of one of my granddaughters, Selah. It means think on these things. Think on this. She's a card, I tell you that much. But, but God wants us to meditate on this. He wants us to think on these things. He wants you to know that this is who you are. This is the true you. And it says here, it says, but by his doing. doing? Who's doing? Yeah. See, he's doing all the work, and we're just... He's doing the heavy lifting, and we just are are following along. We're just agreeing with him. And when you're agreeing with him, then you know what? It starts to become a reality in you. And this is what we want to have happen with this whole book. We want it to be a reality in who we are. Because we've been made to sit together with him. He made us alive together with Christ. He's raised us up. It says here is by his doing you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us what? Wisdom from God. And righteousness and sanctification and redemption. I got all that underlined. Circled by his doing. you know what we do, though? I'm so dumb. I can't believe how dumb I really am. Who just won that battle? Our enemy just won that battle. And you just agreed with the prince of darkness. I don't care if you made a mistake. I don't care if you don't know the answer. You go right to this scripture. Because you're creating who he says you are. Jesus, you're my wisdom. I'm asking you to reveal to me how to deal with this certain situation. I need your wisdom. You are my wisdom. See how this spiritual warfare goes? We're not screaming. We're not yelling. I think it was in the 80s. They used to get in airplanes and pull down the strongholds of the devil. What? It's like, oh, please, let's don't get crazy. Er, <laughs> He wants us to be like him. That's your true identity. It's your true identity. And we go off the pages of the Bible and go back to our old way of thinking. We're lining ourselves up with the prince of darkness. I don't want anything to do with him. And a lot of people always are telling about, oh, here's my problem. Here's this. Here's that. Here's that. You never hear a word about Jesus and the victory he can give you. Do you know when a husband and wife are in love and and then you talk about how much I love you, whether you make me a chocolate cake or not, (laughs) whether I get a tiny piece of cake (laughs) I'm always telling her how crazy I am about her. <laughs> and it grows. You're right, Denise. By speaking about that, guess what? That love grows. It grows. It grows. More, if, she said, if you're constantly going like, one sliver of cake. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't believe her. You know, once sliver of cake. Who does she think I am? It's my birthday and everything. <laughs> 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 Who would yeah, whoever thought of chocolate cake as a sermon illustration? <laughs> Sliver. So thank you. Sliver. <laughs> but if you keep talking about the love you have between it grows. And the sliver is like, okay, you know. And What is it coming back and out? The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. And that kind of thinking, who does, that's my birthday, I can't own a sliver of cake. Indulging in the mind of the flesh. See where I'm going here? See how we have to be on our toes? We have to be aware of these things. We don't want to give him any kind of advantage. Because if we open the door slightly, you know he's not going to just take us light. I can just say it again. He's going to take a big piece, not a sliver. <laughs> but you and I are responsible for this. We're responsible for this. We want to be like Jesus. And, you know, we are like Jesus. You are born of His Spirit. In a sense, you have, you know, it's like he's a, he's a natural uh, athlete. He's, he's just natural. Well, that's us. We're just natural children of light. We're just naturals. But what happens is that when we our thinking is wrong, our believing is wrong, and then our actions will be wrong. But if our thinking is right, in accordance with the word of God, our believing will be right and our actions will be right. This is all good news. You know, his... His ways and his... It's, it's not burdensome. It's not. It's not burdensome. Why? because you're born of his spirit. This is how we live. But if we don't know about it, then we're just fumbling around. Uh, we don't want to fumble around anymore, right? Let's bow our heads. Father, we worship you. We thank you for revealing truth to us. We thank you, Lord God, that you did raise us up and made us sit together with Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that you are so kind to us that we're joint heirs with you. And we love you, Holy Spirit, because in our fellowship with you, you're conforming us to the image of Jesus. Our character is changing. We are manifesting the fruit of the Spirit. We are experiencing the joy of our salvation, Lord. I pray right now that you would open the eyes of our understanding. I pray, Lord, that you would place a heart hunger in us so that we would renew our mind to the things that you've said are ours. Yes, all your promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. But, Lord, we want to grow up. We want to grow up in the things of God. We want to be all that you've created us to be. And so I'm asking you, Spirit of the living God, that you would cause us to become more sensitive to you in every arena of life. And that you would strengthen us to be obedient. All the glory to you, Father. Because you see us all as very special to you. And such as we are. We worship you, Lord. Now, if you're here today and you're not born again, all this is out of your reach. Every bit of it. But Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's offering it to you. Is there anyone here that's not born again, but yet wants to have their sins forgiven and partake in this fellowship with the Father who loves us? Anyone at all?